All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords for the segment. We're joined by Adam. Good morning. Well, good morning, Lena. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. What's with the tone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You've decided to commit to that. I thought I'd go mellow. You'd go mellow yeah. for some reason. Either yeah. way, I appreciate your presence. So thanks for joining. <laughs> My voice will get louder as the segment goes by. <laughs> yeah, just to, well, deliver the story more precisely yes. and concisely. The idea is for us to simplify some of these major headlines for you. As always, Adam has done deliberately of choosing the key words. This is our first pick of the day. With Corona. That's the name of the scheme anyway. The Korean government has unveiled a draft for its With Corona strategies that will lift restrictions on businesses and social gatherings. It's to be conducted in phases. What do we know so far? Yeah, so with more than 70% of Korea have now uh, fully vaccinated, the government is shifting focus away from the new infection counts and opening up businesses. The KDCA said uh, the social distancing restrictions will be lifted in three stages every six weeks starting from November 1st. Mm. Now, the four tiers of social distancing measures, which were applied in each region based on the number of infections, will be applied uniformly nationwide. Mm. The first stage, beginning November 1st, is basically aimed at easing restrictions on businesses. The second will allow large-scale events. And the Mm. third will remove restrictions on social gatherings. Mm. Now, each stage will go through a four-week implementation period and a two-week evaluation period. Now, Mm. the evaluation period may be shortened or actually prolonged, depending on the virus situation. So mm. there is room for uh, movement there. A movement and some changes in case we see maybe uh, ICU bed shortages, for example, right. might be a good indicator of mm. to readjust the terms of these transitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's run our listeners through the details of each stage. The first stage is scheduled mm. to begin next Monday, November mm-hmm. 1st. What's to be expected? Wow, we're already next Monday, just, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> right. a week away. You we're know, we already... kept saying early November, early November, as if yeah. it's weeks and weeks away. I know, but uh, we are, yeah, we are definitely approaching that timeline now. Uh, Under the first stage, the government will remove limits on business hours in most facilities. Only clubs and bars that allow dancing will be required to close at midnight, but even that will be lifted in the second stage. That's set to begin around mid-December. Social gatherings will allow up to 10 people, regardless of vaccination status, in all facilities in the Mm. first and second stages. Mm. The limit will be removed completely under the third stage. Uh, That's expected to be around late January. Mm. Uh, However, unvaccinated people may be limited to smaller gatherings in restaurants and cafes while these specific numbers are still being discussed. Some places will require this so-called vaccine pass, Mm. uh, such as in singing rooms, bathhouses and indoor sports facilities. Mm. Eating and drinking in theatres and sports stadiums will still be prohibited, (laughs) though. No popcorns at theatres and no fried chicken at baseball games. For the foreseeable future, though. Uh, For the foreseeable future. Hopefully (laughs) that will be completely gone as well uh, in Mm. no time Uh, but fully vaccinated people will actually be allowed to consume food and beverages Mm. but in designated areas Mm. Uh, running on treadmills uh, if you're at the gym at over six kilometers per hour or using showers in gyms will only be allowed to fully vaccinated people Mm. mass events will be limited to less than 100 people if they include unvaccinated people in the first and second stages If the crowd all have vaccine passes or recent negative tests, the cap will be eased to 499 Mm. people in the first stage and actually lifted completely in the second. 
All restrictions will be removed under stage three. Mm. Uh, wearing face masks indoors will be mandatory in all stages, though, uh, while the government hinted at removing outdoor mask mandates from the second stage. We'll mm. have to get more uh, info on that. And I think they're going to make a, an official announcement on Friday, in mm. fact. It's just a first draft at the moment. Just That's take right. Notes. So maybe more updates coming this Friday. Yes. Moving on to our second keyword of the day. Economic recovery. So as the country looks to transition to this living with COVID scheme, of course, the government is eyeing economic recovery. President Moon Jae-in has vowed to make sure that Korea gets back on its feet to run us through what he has said. Yeah, so he was speaking at a budget speech mm. at the National Assembly. He stressed he'll use the remainder of his term to re- uh, his term to mm. uh, for Korea to return to normal life. Uh, he has just six months left in office, so not that long. Mm. Uh, Moon noted that vaccination started late, but the active participation of the people helped the country overtake other nations that started earlier. Moon stressed that small business owners and the self-employed can expect to see business pick up. He added that schools and welfare facilities can expect to resume normal operations as well. Mm. He identified overcoming the pandemic and finding a growth engine for the economy as the two major tasks of the government. And he pledged his efforts through the remainder of his term in office. Uh, Moon said this year's tax revenues will be more than initially estimated at the time the budget was submitted. He said some of them will be used to repay the national debt and improve fiscal soundness. If you remember, there's been a lot of record-breaking budgets that mm-hmm. have um, kind of dented uh, the uh, fiscal soundness of the country and right. there's been concerns about those national debts, but apparently the tax revenue uh, has been more uh, this time round. So, so enough to maybe fill in those gaps? Uh, yes, just mm-hmm. about. Uh, but uh, meanwhile, Moon reaffirmed the country's commitment to going carbon neutral by 2050. He said the government will speed up the transition through its New Deal initiative. Mm. He also expressed regret over the real estate issue, saying that it's the biggest reform task. That's been one of the areas where the Moon administration has kind of faced criticism of being uh, uh, of having failed. In mm. fact, uh, Moon said the country still has to resolve the concentration in the capital area and create more balance with other regions. But of course, this is a, a big uh, headache and homework for the next administration as well. Absolutely. And it's a long term project. When we do talk about the supply and demand in, in concentrated areas like the capital city, mm-hmm. it can't be alleviated over maybe even a single term for a president. Mm. So these are all long-term projects. However, all of which is being discussed at government mm. levels. Yeah. On to our third keyword of the day. End of war declaration. The top nuclear envoys of South Korea and the U.S. held talks in Seoul over North Korea-related matters. A focus was on the proposal to end the Korean War. So what mm. came out of the meeting and what was said by both sides? Yes, uh, Seoul's top nuclear envoy, Dog said the declaration of a formal end to the Korean War is what he called a symbolic gesture to demonstrate that Seoul and Washington harbor no hostility against Pyongyang. That's kind of been the main issue that Pyongyang has been uh, citing uh, in not coming back to dialogue. Uh, He added that he believes the declaration can provide important momentum to restart dialogue with the North. He stressed that it is highly meaningful as a confidence-building measure. Uh, Nor pointed out that the North gave a prompt response to the idea of the declaration after President Moon repeated the proposal at the UN General Assembly last month. Mm -hmm. If you remember at the time, Kim Yo-jung, the sister of the North Korean leader, called it an interesting and admirable idea, but only if the South abandons its hostile policy toward the regime. Now, North said Seoul and Washington will continue consultations over the declaration uh, as well as humanitarian aid to the North. Those two envoys have been speaking quite a lot in the past uh, two months. Yeah. 
All right, on to our fourth keyword of the day. Global methane pledge. So Korea is making more pledges to cut emissions, and this time it's focusing on cutting methane. The country has even joined an international pact on this issue that mm. with similar uh, outlooks. So mm-hmm. what's the latest? Yeah, so South Korea is signing up to what's being called the Global Methane mm. Pledge. Uh, the U.S. and EU-led initiative aims to cut global methane emissions by at least 30% in the coming decade. Korea plans to cut its emissions by about the same amount. Uh, methane is one of the six greenhouse gases designated by the Kyoto Protocol and is responsible for around a third of all global warming, so not a small amount. It also accounts for around half of the one degree Celsius net rise in the global average temperature uh, since the pre-industrial era. Uh, in 2018, Korea emitted some 28 million tons of methane, mainly in the agriculture, waste and energy sectors. By 2030, the country aims to cut that down to 19.7 million tons. Mm. Now, the agriculture sector accounts for 43% of Korea's total Mm. emissions of methane, and that largely comes from rice cropping and livestock uh, excretions. Mm. The government plans to improve water in rice paddies and better treat animal waste. Mm. The waste sector, which takes up about one-third of emissions, will focus on reducing food waste as well as reinforcing Mm. landfill facilities. The last 22% coming from the energy sector will be reduced through improving energy efficiency and expanding the use of green energy. Uh, The government says the pledge complements its plans to make the country carbon neutral by 2050. So it's quite surprising it comes, uh, uh, most of it comes from the agriculture sector, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe from the cows. (laughs) From from the cows. Uh, This is why we talk about lessening beef consumption, right? Mm. Uh, This is one of the primary reasons environmentalists have been speaking up on. All right, on to our fifth keyword of the day. Network outage. Oh, this was such a big headache. It was, yeah. Uh, Korean telecommunication operator KT suffered a nationwide uh, network outage yesterday morning, causing widespread disruptions. We're not just talking about personal usage. We're talking Mm -hmm. about businesses that rely on these communication means. So what went wrong? Yeah, the network was down for about 40 minutes from 11 a.m. And KT appeared to have recovered most of its internet services by noon, though disruptions continued in some regions. There were some areas where phone calls wouldn't go through. Mm. Uh, the outage affected payment systems, which created headaches at restaurants, especially during the lunch uh, hour rush as well. I've never seen so many lines at ATMs. Right, lines at ATMs and the signs at restaurants saying, yeah. sorry, we can't accept cards for the moment because the network is down. Mm. Uh, it also caused problems for stock traders mm. uh, on the stock market, uh, disrupted online classes for students. Of course, mm. there's a lot of virtual classes that are taking place and even hospital services as well, mm. a lot of which do rely on the internet. Now, the disruption was initially said to have been caused by a cyber attack, but a team of cybercrime investigators went to Katie's headquarters in Tungnam to investigate. Mm. They later said they had found no significant evidence of a DDoS attack, which it was suspected of being. Katie later said a routing error or a network setting error was to blame, and the firm said it was still looking into the exact cause with the government uh, and apologised for the inconvenience. Had it been confirmed as a DDoS attack, attack, I think that would have been much more uh, with severe implications. Right. Right. A lot more uh, severe investigations and uh, probes will have been conducted. And um, I'm on uh, the rival network and even I experience some uh, issues as well. Myself as well. Yeah. Right, right. 
right. I mean, not as severe as KT that had right. major problems yesterday, mm. but it was reported that other networks were right. kind of shoddy too. It was very, very, very laggy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll have to wait for what the investigations actually unveil for the mm. time being. It does seem like, as you said, routing error was mm. kind of the primary reasons right. that they're looking into. Mm. Onto our last keyword of the day. Seoul International Travel Mart. What does that mean? Mm. As a country moves towards living with COVID-19, the travel industry is also starting to reopen and Seoul City is hosting an event to promote local tourist packages to businesses. Ah, tell us mm. more. Yes, to businesses. The Seoul, that's why it's being called the Mart. <laughs> <laughs> the Seoul International Travel Mart. Yes, it begins today till November 5th. Uh, this will be the seventh year, in fact, for the event to take place. So it's not a new event. Uh, it's an event that shows off some of the city's most appealing tourist packages in the beauty, medical and wellness fields. It provides opportunities for startups and overseas buyers looking to tap into the local tourism market and it also sets the stage for business exchanges between the domestic mm. and international tourism industries. It's kind of been like a, a networking session, if you will. Sure. It will also include a makeup show by uh, beauty creator Risabe and a handbook fashion show uh, from <laughs> one of Blackpink's outfit designers uh, uh, by the name of Kim Tanha. Ever since they wore it in their music Video. Right, and the event will be held both online and offline at Sebitsam Island on the Han River, south of Seoul, in the mm. Panpo area. It will be available on the virtual Seoul platform if you mm. want to check it out. So you can also stream it online yes. as opposed to visiting the event. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Adam, for today's coverage. You're very welcome. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.